Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mercer. I write Concussion Talk. www.concussiontalk.com This is episode 21, and today I'll be talking to Enrico Quilico. Enrico was severely brain injured in 2006 and has since gone on to compete in 17 triathlons including an Ironman triathlon at Lake Placid this past summer, for which he raised over $10,000 for Brain Injury Canada. I will talk to Enrico about brain injury, exercise, and triathlon. Okay, I'm talking to Enrico now, and I will get him to introduce himself and talk about what he's doing. So, Enrico? Hi, uh, thanks a lot, Nick. My name is Enrico Quilico, and um, I live in Montreal at the moment. I, uh, I'm currently between contracts, but I'm teaching. I'm, I'm doing some work in a couple of different schools, and I'm also a personal trainer. I work at the downtown YMCA, and uh, it's a big YMCA in downtown Montreal, uh, where I, uh, I supervise and I work with private clients. Oh, and you got a very interesting initiative working on there now. I'll ask you at the end of the end of this, this initiative we're working on now. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that would be great. But for now, I'll ask you, you're, you're brain, injured, brain injured in 2006. Yes. Can you, can you tell us what happened? Absolutely. So um, I went out for a ride on my father's motorcycle um, on the highway in Montreal. It was a Highway 20. I head out further west and uh, from, from where he lives, and then I was on my way back uh, on the highway, and there was a car that was literally crossing waiting to cross the, the highway. And that car, um, that individual thought he had enough time to cross before I arrived. And uh, it, it was a bad decision, bad call on his part. And um, unfortunately, he came up in front of me and I, I did not have time to uh, to brake quickly enough or to stop the vehicle because I was going at about 100 kilometers an hour. And uh, as a result, I, I had to brake quickly. I lost control of the motorcycle. I, I tipped over. Um, and I broke, uh, I broke a number of bones on the left side of my body, my ribs, my pelvis, my, my, uh, my elbow, I shattered my elbow. I took the impact on the left side and then I, I proceeded to skid 
along the highway for about 60 feet, and I, I stopped headfirst hitting his car. Wow. So you, yeah. asked, you asked you rushed to hospital then, so... So I was most... very fortunate. There were some people behind me on the highway in a car. They were the first ones on the scene, and, and they called an ambulance, and they um, they um, they made sure that I was taken to uh, to the Montreal General, where they have a trauma one center, um, where I was uh, really treated uh, as quickly as possible, and uh, very fortunate for those circumstances because it really was a matter of time. I was unconscious yeah. uh, immediately after the accident, and uh, yeah, I remained unconscious for. Well, I was in a coma for a couple of weeks after the injury. I had a severe traumatic brain injury. That was ultimately the worst, uh, the worst problem. And then um, at the uh, the hospital, I was um, in the intensive care for about uh, a month, a month's time. I think yes. five weeks, um, two weeks of which I was in a coma, yeah. and um, the, the usual, very common, like um, you know, a series of events after after that kind of injury. Yeah. And then you went to rehab right just after your ICU, or a few months after. Yeah, well, ICU. no, the ICU process was um, was for about five weeks, like I said, two of which yeah. I was in a coma, and then afterwards I was transferred to the 14th floor of the of the hospital, and I spent an, about another month in in there, and uh, so I was at the the Montreal General for two full months, yeah. and then I was transferred to inpatient rehab where I uh, spent uh, another. I don't know, two, three months, and uh, and that transitioned to outpatient rehab, and then I continued on with outpatient rehab for about two years after the accident. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what did you have to learn in rehab? What were your, your what were you lacking when you woke up when you got out of your, woke from your coma? What did what did rehab have to teach you again? Well, when I woke from the coma, I wasn't conscious. I don't start remembering things until about, oh, I don't know. Well, several weeks, almost a month after waking from the coma, because yeah. I was in such a uh, an impaired state, I, I was not communicating. I, I I tell people like who ask about it that I basically had to relearn everything from from scratch. But things went much quicker, obviously. But yeah, it was really like the building blocks, starting from the beginning again. And I had a number of therapists who would help me um, just learn how to, you know. Uh, you know, use my brain again to think properly, to to speak well, to uh, and pronunciate my words, to do the smallest of tasks, uh, to to uh, get up in the morning, to uh, make my bed, to take a shower, to clean myself, to uh, you know, to walk again, to to you know, my balance. I had a lot of you know, we had to work a lot on balance. My memory. There was you know, a therapist for every single one of the functions. The whole team. I was really fortunate, and 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 the, the medical system in Quebec was. Uh, is is also of a, a very good high quality, and I was fortunate to uh, to have that kind of care immediately after the injury because um, it uh, it made a big difference. It, it certainly did, and uh, yeah, so definitely. therapist for every single function, you know, you can you can think of. So, so you were in rehab all told for about two years, just that inpatient and outpatient for about two years. Yeah, the outpatient continued on for about two years after the accident, and that was um, mostly with a speech pathologist and psychologist, and, and that those were to accompany my return to, uh, to everyday life. I returned to school after my accident, and that was a big area of focus, and that, that helped a lot with, um, you know, with my, my cognitive rehab, was going back to school, and that's where I did the most work, 
in rehab with the professionals there was um, learning strategies to compensate for for a lot of difficulties I had with memory, with concentration, with, you know, uh, attention, whatnot, and um, and applying those strategies in a real context. So I was see, going to rehab a couple times a week, perhaps, or you know, it started to go. I would started to go less and less, and and you know, in my everyday life, I was living again on my own in an apartment, going to school. Uh, working part time, you know, and and dealing with the uh, demands of of uh, of everyday life. So how so how this is all kind of off script here, but how old are you when you were rangered and like what level of schooling did you have you done since your since your accident? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, listen, I was 23 years old when I had the injury, and I was basically a student at university, but just kind of like I had just started. And I was very much lost. I didn't really know which direction I was going in. Yeah. Um, so, and then I had the, uh, I was working mostly at the time at 23 and uh, I had the injury at 23. And then I went back to school, um, I guess a year after the accident. And um, so I did not have any degrees of, of, of any sort before the injury. But after the injury, I went back to school and I, um, I did a four-year Bachelor of Education. Um, with a specialization in teaching English as a second language. So I became a, a certified teacher in, in Quebec. Um, I got a teaching license, a brevet d'enseignement, and, um, and I, uh, I did a number of internships working in schools, teaching English as a second language. And then, um, and then I went on to do my master's degree at McGill, and uh, that was more research-related. So my first degree, my Bachelor of Education, was at Concordia, which is – a great university yeah. in Montreal, and the second degree was uh, a master's at McGill University, and that was more research-related. And uh, there I was in a department of kinesiology and physical education, and okay. my research was, was really interesting and unique. It was related to exercise and brain injury. So I was able to, to do some work here in the community in Montreal um, because of the connections I had and, and the places I had been um, after my accident, my experience, and I was able to incorporate that in my own research, and and that was uh, really um, it was a really meaningful aspect of of that that chapter in my life. So yeah, I, I two degrees after the injury. First was the B. Ed. and then the the M. A. and they were both after the brain injury. Wow. So seeing that you you're a personal trainer and you've done kinesiology, I've kind of uh, and you're doing Iron Man now. You must have played sports before your brain injury. So, so <laughs> actually, what? Actually, I didn't. You know, you didn't? I was very no, I was very inactive. Oh, I yeah. mean, I, when at the time of my brain injury, I was very inactive. I did not do regular any regular sports, and I did not. I was not very fit, to be honest with you. It, it just um, it was something I got a lot more involved with after the injury, okay. and that's why it it was so perhaps so such a um, well it was I would have to say that the single most positive and influential aspect of my uh, recovery was my extensive involvement in sports and exercise and that I say that with confidence because because I did not exercise before the injury and, yeah. and I started afterwards so it, it had a major major role in my recovery and long term in 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 all domains of my life yeah. it really uh, it went a long way 
because uh, I, I honestly just assumed you did play sports and it were ran just exercise before, but because uh, I was going to no. ask you how soon you started back at exercise after your brain injury, but how soon did you start exercising during, was it, was it in your like physiotherapy or was it just you just decided one day that exercise would be best or physio you take from your physio or your degrees or yeah, what? It's- it started in physio, and I remember it was at the inpatient rehab center after the hospital. And um, after my stay in the hospital, I was in the inpatient rehab center, and I remember being very inspired because I had access to a gym. Yeah, I had access to a gym where I was able, where I did my physio um, several times a week, uh, which focused mostly on balance and uh, and cardio and coordination, these sort of things. But um, I had access to the gym outside of those hours and, and so it was accessible to me and there were, I remember there were these photos of athletes with, um, with disabilities all over the walls and it was very inspirational for me and it was definitely a turning point where I decided that I wanted to make the, I wanted the accident to be a major turning point in my life for the better and, and to some degree um, exercise was the vehicle for, for me to make all those changes. And so it started then, it was just about gaining the weight back that, that I had lost. You know, I had lost about 70 pounds as a result of lying in a hospital bed yeah. for two months. And then, uh, so it was about putting the weight back on. So building that back up. And, uh, and then after the, you know, physio in the rehab center, um, you know, later on I went to the outpatient rehab and I did the physio there as well. And then there came a point when, you know, I, I started going to a gym on my own. And I remember the physio came with me from my outpatient center to, to just make sure that yeah. I was on the right track, that I was, that I had a good program and that I was, I was doing things carefully. And, um, yeah, it was actually at the downtown YMCA, the, the, the place where I work now and, uh, have been working for some time that, uh, did I, I went and I started training myself and, and, and with help from people there. It's also the center where I, I, uh, did my certifications to become a personal trainer and whatnot. And, and where I started working two years after my accident in uh, part time. Uh, yeah, I started working there on um, personal training and, uh, and it's something that I've always kept on the side. So it's something that continued that helped me throughout my studies Helped me pay for for a number of things. It was it was a perfect part time job that that always helped a lot along the way. So um, yeah, interesting that that like for me that transition um, was very positive. So going yeah. from the physio in it was physio at the hospital, but physio and inpatient rehab, which became like a big part of of my rehab, and then physio and the outpatient rehab, which kind of transitioned to the fitness work I was doing in a community center and then from there it it took off and it went in different directions and it's, I remember being at that gym and and you know being inspired to do my first you know triathlon and, and I yeah. that was in 2008 so that was, yeah. it, you wow. know, that was a long time ago it was eight years ago and then you know and then training for it at that facility and starting yeah. you know, to swim there start to you know, run there and, and like, you know, a lot of the things happened alongside that, that community center for me. So you started, you started triathlon, you started to exercise at all at a gym, like, and I, and you just mentioned that, that YMCA did have, did have a pool. So, 
so when did you when did you start triathlon training or when did you when did you decide that yeah i'll do triathlon i'm, I'm not just going to swim i'm not just going to run i'm not just going to bike and do all three when did you when did you decide that was the best move for you it was two years after the accident and i was at the gym and i was just doing a regular workout um in the gym and i was running so on how the many years after two years yeah it was in 2008 and okay. um or maybe it was a little before because the race it was around that time and i was i was yeah. training on the and i was running on the treadmill and i and i it came to me that i that i wanted to do something really big to kind of say hey i'm back you know make a big comeback from the accident and uh and I wanted to do something, you know, very physically challenging. And I decided that I wanted to do a triathlon. And I got it stuck in my head that I that I was going to do uh, do a triathlon in 2008. So that became my major goal that I started working towards for that summer. And, um, yeah, it was very successful. I had a great time doing it. And uh, I was really fortunate. They, they were, there were some people here in Montreal who picked up on the story. And they, I was, they did a little cover story on me um, eight years ago in, in the Montreal Gazette and uh, uh, a number of, or on CTV, uh, yeah, so a number of different like uh, um, media um, sources here in Montreal just did little stories on me, and it, it was really, it was really special experience for me because it was, like I said, it was like my way of saying of, of coming back after the accident, say, you know. I made it two years later. I'm, I'm back and look, I, I'm doing a triathlon, and that was just a mini triathlon. <laughs> that so was how many have you, how many have you done now? Well, I've I've completed seventeen in 17. eight years. You've completed mm-hmm. seventeen, and one one, one I don't really do in a minute. But what's your favorite? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
favorite event of the three swim bike run what's your favorite yeah. and, and what's your best and where do you like to just get better what do you think is your you like to improve on you think you can improve on most um my favorite i it's hard to say my favorite i really love yeah. all three i i yeah. love them equally they they are they are truly i'm, I'm truly a triathlete at heart because yeah. i love the three sports um the one i'm best at is definitely swimming okay. um swimming is my uh, strongest i started swimming when i was young and so i had a, a good background with yeah. that it, it served me later on um and i usually train i usually swim year-round and compete uh and compete for master swimming canada and it's something that's also a big part of my life, um, and after the after the injury, it became a bigger part of, of my life. Um, the one that I would, could improve on the most, but bike and bike and run equally on that one. I don't I don't have the physique of, of like a like a like a record breaking runner. You know, I'm not I'm not a very slender. No, I hear that. I hear that. I I'm more muscular, have... and I and so like with the running. Yeah, I suppose I, you know, I, but I'm a very fast runner and I'm a great cyclist too. I, I just, uh, if there were one to improve, I don't know, probably, probably my cycling, I would say. Yeah, I did, I did triathlon, I did triathlon before my brain, brain before my brain injury and okay. uh, I was no swimmer, so swimming was good, but I hated running, did not like running at all. I love cycling, but running was not my forte and I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Talk because I'm big muscular, just I'm just tall, and not very, <laughs> not very good at running at all. Fair um, but uh, yeah, so I want to talk to you. I saw you in, in in Toronto for the Brain Injury Canada conference in September, and yes. you spoke about you raced in July at the uh, Ironman Lake Placid. So, and you raised money for Brain Injury Canada on the on the way to that. So, could you tell us about that? So, the race and how much? How you raise money and your idea to raise money for brain injury, brain injury Canada? Absolutely. So um, the same way that I wanted to make a big comeback in 2008, two years after the injury, I wanted to celebrate the 10th anniversary, uh, 10 years after I had had the injury. So it was in 2006, and then 10 years later, 2016. This year, I wanted to celebrate by doing a really big event. And I think for any triathlete who's passionate about the sport, the Ironman's always on the bucket list. So um, for some time I had been, I had been thinking about the Lake Placid Ironman um, it, it, until recently, until before they started the, 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 the Mont Tremblant uh, Ironman came into uh, to play. Like the, the Lake Placid Ironman was, was the Most one in, closest to me was the qualifier yeah. for Hawaii and and um yeah it was just always interesting I've heard great things about it you know the Adirondack Mountains it's it's a really beautiful race it's also one of the most challenging Ironmans um out there so I um I decided that this was going to be the year to do the big one and um I also decided that I wanted to to promote to raise money for some brain injury related cause and um, and Brain Injury Canada fit well. Um, you know, I had done some work with Brain Injury Canada before in 2014. I was a keynote speaker for their conference in Gatineau, and then in 2015, I was an organizing committee member. 
And I, I really appreciate the work that, that the people do with that organization. And I'm, I'm very, very happy to support it. And so um, raising the money for them was was a, a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse the pun. And uh, <laughs> it, it, um, it started taking off. And, um, yeah, we, we started raising money and basically through personal donations, through GoFundMe. And uh, we... we yeah, we raised over $10,000 for the association, nice. Nice. which was really, really phenomenal. And I definitely felt like, uh, you know, I was most happy about that. It was very motivating for me. I, I had a lot of support from so many people. Yeah. And um, and I was happy that I was able to do something that gave back to the community at the same time. So how would you say the race? How did the race go? The race was <laughs> unlike any any race I've ever done before. You know, like I had mentioned, I, I up until that race I had done sixteen, so seventeen total yeah. with the Ironman. Um yeah. I've done a couple of half Ironmans, you know, they're challenging yeah. races, but yeah. they're, they're like, you know, five five hour races, you know, yeah. around five, five thirty. Um but the Ironman, that's like a twelve hour race. And so yeah, it, unlike anything I had ever done before. And I, I trained for it for I was getting coached for it for six months before the race and at the peak i was putting in about like 20 hours a week of training it was just yes. insane yeah. and um geez i don't know it's hard like it's hard to ever prepare for something like that because you never done it before the first time and so it was a very unique experience i had no idea what to expect and a lot of what they say is 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 really true about about that race it's it just it, it comes to get you on a whole other level because your body just starts shutting down. I mean, and I, I was your really well trained for that race, and I, you know, for six months I was I was uh, training for it. And by ten and a half hours into the race, I things started to get um, really challenging. I would I had think a so. Bit of a, pardon? I said I would think so. Yeah. And I mean, by like, geez, I mean, I finished my race in 12 hours, 18 minutes. I think that by 11 hours, my, my body was just shutting down and saying yeah. like, Oh, that's it. Don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> this is our playing tricks to your mind or. Yeah, for sure. Really emotional. There was no question. Like in my mind, I, I, I knew that I was going to complete it and I, there was nothing that was going to stop me on that day yeah. from doing the race, you know? So that, that, that was for sure. But um, what I had to put my body through to get to that point, to yeah. get to that finish line, yeah. <laughs> was just, <laughs> it was just awful. It's so masochistic. <laughs> because, it's fun, though. <laughs> yeah, like my body just started shutting down, especially yeah. the last like the last couple kilometers on the run. Like my running speed, like it decreased significantly. It was just yeah. – it was – it gets to a point where you have nothing left, so it's just your yeah. will, just your – your your will is pushing you to finish because your yeah. body is 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 completely given up. You know, it's all you got left. All you have left is your will yeah. just to finish to cross that finish line. Wow. Yeah. So with that being said, would you like to not do another one? I promised myself that I would not do another one before 2018 because I, I could never justify doing that much damage to my body. In, in and not giving myself at least a couple of years to recover, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I if I would do it in 2018, I probably do another one before 
you know, before my days are done, but I guess I, yeah. it's a fun race and it would be interesting yeah. to see how I do on a second Ironman, but um, not this year, that's for sure. Not this year. No, <laughs> I don't think so. So, uh, so Izzy, so what, like this now, what's, what's next for you now? I know you said you're working on this initiative with the YMCA in Montreal. So could you talk about that a bit? Absolutely. Um, it's really interesting. It's, it's something that, um, that came about from the research I did in my master's and it was a need for more community support, um, after uh, people have had brain injuries and specifically with exercise. And, um, it, it, kind of made a lot of sense to me to um, to promote exercise at a place in a place that, that was so effective for me that was so positive for me this large community center in downtown Montreal very accessible and I had been speaking about the program for many years to the people at the Y it was uh, also um, it was something that that, like I said, was related to my research, and um, it was something that I wanted to implement and 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 help develop in the community. Um, and the YMCA's of Quebec were very interested because it's in line with their um, with their um, their approach. It's in line with their their values as an organization and um, and their strategic plan, which is moving more towards you know older populations and and people. Yeah with disabilities and it was also very much of interest to the community TBI association in Quebec that I'm working with and they're called the Association Québécoise des Traumatisés Crâniens so it's a Quebec association AQTC yeah AQTC and um, they organize um, you know activities for their members a couple times a month and they rent locations here and there and um, it's it's something that, you know, and I had worked with them because that was the organization where I recruited my participants for my master's study. And and those were the individuals who were telling me there was a need for more support in the community. So it worked out really well. There's interest yeah. from the, the Community TBI Association and there was interest from the YMCA, uh, YMCA's of Quebec. And um, we're in the preliminary phases. We're looking to launch the uh, the pilot study or the pilot project in, in January. And we've recruited uh, a number of participants. I think we're looking at the number of about a dozen people, 12 people from the association who are going to be participating in a regular exercise program that we're going to run twice a week at the downtown Y. Um, The feedback so far from the people who we've recruited has just been phenomenal. A lot of excitement, a lot of like, wow, this this is just incredible. I can't believe that, you know, you're asking me to, to be part of, of, so you're offering me a membership for free and you're asking you, you know me to be part of this kind of initiative. So there's a lot of positive feedback from the community association. So, so what, kind and, of exercise, what kind of exercises are they, are they doing? Well, there's going to be kind of like two components to it. One component is going to be educational. At the very beginning during the warm-up, I think there's going to be some discussion about the benefits of exercise after brain injury. And uh, that will kind of like be somewhat of a – the, the topic for the day and then after the warm-up individuals going to go into we have an area at the downtown Y called the techno gym and uh, there are a number of uh, machines and and i believe that the individuals are going to be following a full body program okay. uh, like a 
full body kind of training program, resistance training program, and using these machines. And we have some really interesting devices that that allow the information from the machines to be uh, registered and, and saved on uh, the computer. So we'll have some information about like the progress and, and how things are going with each individual as well. And then we'll probably, um, not probably, but we're, we're looking at doing a cool down period after the, the general like full body workout session in the techno gym, uh, where there's some discussion, a bit of socializing as well. And, and just like, um, coming back to the, that educational point of, of like, the incentive for exercising after brain injury or the, the, that particular goal or aspect or point that was brought at the beginning of the session. Um, so bottom line, the bottom line is it's promoting exercise and fitness after brain injury because of all the benefits that can be reaped yeah. uh, for, for these individuals um, with, with, you know, like we're talking about, you know, improvements with their cognition, improvement with their mood, improvement with all aspects of of, um, of life after brain injury, quality of life, yeah. and whatnot. And then, um, and there's a social component to it as well, which is bringing together a group of individuals with TBIs who live in the community who might not necessarily have, you know, jobs, and and we're bringing them together into a community center where they can be involved with productive activity and positive activity and build relationships with other people like them um, in this positive setting that will uh, will hopefully all together have a very positive impact. And yeah. uh, I think uh, we, we, we hope that, uh, I hope certainly hope that it, it picks up and that it's something that we can promote at a bigger level in other YMCAs across Canada and in other Definitely. places. and. And I think it has a, a lot of potential for that, you know. Yeah, it definitely sounds very good. Is do you have a do you have a name to it? A name of the project? Of the I know it's pilot studies though to do, but is there a tentative name that you'd like to, or that you can, or would like to announce for it? Absolutely, it's called TCC Santé, TBI T Health. So T in French, say so yeah, go ahead. In French, the TCC is for. Traumatisme cranio-cerebral, so that would be a TBI, a traumatic brain injury, yeah. and santé is, is French for health. So TCC santé in French, TBI okay. health, and that's the name of the initiative. It's the TBI health initiative, and it's, it's promoting physical activity and exercise in community centers for individuals, for adults who have had brain injury and are no longer part of the rehabilitation program. Wow, great! So, is is there a, is there like a website or a, something a place that place that people are interested can check out more information about that, or is that dust still come? We do not have a website up and running yet, but if okay. anyone's interested to uh, to find out more information, by all means, if if you want to uh, provide them with my contact information, that is just fine. They can they can contact me directly. We're open to. We're looking for partners right now and people who are interested in the project and people who might be interested in uh, in um, applying it elsewhere and whatnot or supporting it or getting involved at some level. So, Yeah, I think it's a great, a great initiative. So if anyone has any questions about this, you can please just contact me on Twitter or on Facebook or email and uh, I will find you, give you Enrico's uh, contact info so he can tell you what it's all about. So uh, thank you, Enrico, so much for talking to me today. And 
your initiative sounds very interesting, and congrats on your Iron Man, and hopefully another one to come, maybe. I don't want to put pressure on you, but <laughs> in, a few, in a few years, maybe we'll see another one. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nick. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for the no. call. Thanks. All right. Take care. I would like to thank Enrico once again for a great conversation and all the best to him in future triathlons and with his Taysaysay initiative. Thank you all for listening. Until next time. The music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.